Nathan, I think we should talk about what to do when one of your children kills another one of your children. <laughs> this is after we talk about what happens if I kill one of our children? Oh, that's a different episode. <laughs> All right, let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video, so feel free to check those out there. And now, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. I'm Nathan Warnock. I'm Andrea Warnock. And this is Family Friday on the Marriage by Design podcast. This is a show that we release roughly every Friday uh, where we talk about what God's design is for us as parents as we raise our family and how we can practically live that out as we parent our children. So today I thought we would jump into the Genesis 3 or 4 sorry Genesis 4. Okay very back of the Bible. The very first part of the Bible. Hmm? Yeah Nathan doesn't know his Bible stuff. It's so clear with this channel. It's fine. It's probably fine. And so the third book of the Bible, turn there now. Oh my gosh. The third <laughs> chapter of the Bible. And talk or fourth to fourth. It's fourth. Genesis four. Talk about Nathan Cain. About the Bible. <laughs> talk about Cain and Abel. <laughs> okay. So um Hi, Cain, are you Abel? Oh my gosh. What? The dad uh, was a dad joke. It was a pretty good one though. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. All right, let's do it. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. So the story is about brothers of Adam or uh, sons of Adam and Eve, right. Cain and Abel. Right. And one kills the other. It's the first death we see in the Bible <clears throat> and the first murder. Um, Human death. Someone, of course, is going to leave a comment and say, yes, animals yes, yes, died yes. before. For the first Be human death. We'll the see first, what happens if you're that guy. The first murder that we see. In the Bible, so right. I want to talk about that, and of course, I don't want to talk about when when one of your children kills another. I certainly hope that's never sure a thing. But sure, uh, okay. So I'm going to, or maybe Nathan is. I don't know. One of us is going to read the story and then just give some thoughts on what we can get out of this for our kids and for parenting. Okay. Okay. So it's Genesis four. And it said, now Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Mm. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. 
Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. So we see, well, we see at the very end, they were still living in Eden. So they were still in the place where their parents were created, where, um, or around that area, around the area that their parents, that, um, Adam and Eve were created Okay, around that area, which I find interesting. I, I don't know. I always think that when they were, when Adam and Eve were, you know, banned from the garden that they were like way away from it, but they could have been right by it. They probably weren't right. I mean, you imagine if you're Adam and Eve and now the whole world nature itself has turned against you, you probably would venture as short a distance as you possibly sure. could before you, you know, set down, sure, set down course. roots. Of course. Yeah. So a few things out of here that I thought was worth talking about. Um, okay. So Cain and Abel both brought a sacrifice to the Lord, right? Yep. They and Cain worked the ground, so for him it was like the first fruits of the ground. And Abel um, was over the livestock, so he brought a firstborn of his flock. And both gave that to the Lord, and the Lord saw Abel's sacrifice as worthy, but not Cain's. So what's that about? Why is it that they both brought the first of their of what they had and it, and one was good enough and one was the, the other wasn't. Yeah, yeah what do you think? To, you want to talk to that? No, I was just going to say, I, you. it doesn't say what Cain brought was the first fruits. That's true. It does um, say he just so, brought the fruit of the, the, the ground. That's right. And and there's some indication by what the Lord, how the Lord addresses Cain when he accepts Abel's offering. The way that that's phrased, we don't know because the, there's some preceding history to these two that we're not given in the Bible because for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit didn't think it was pertinent for what we needed to know. But with the way God addresses him, God addresses him in a manner of Cain, you, you know better Mm -hmm. than to wonder why your sacrifice wasn't accepted. That what, what do you know that part I'm talking about? Can you reread that again? Yeah. the The Lord said, um, well, it said the Lord had regard for Abel, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is crouching at your door. Yeah. Right. So the way that's written is God telling Cain, Cain, you knew this wasn't an okay sacrifice. Yeah. Because the Lord's telling him, Cain, do you not know if you do the right thing, my face will shine upon you. If you don't. It won't. Right. And so it it makes it, and again, we don't know, but it makes it sound like this has been an ongoing issue between the Lord and Cain. Could be. um, Or at least something where God had given Cain some directive um, with regards to this and Cain was disobedient. Yeah, he wasn't completely following it. Right. So, So we see here that Cain and Abel are not treated 
equally by the Lord. As far as they both bring a sacrifice and it's it may seem to them or it may seem to siblings if you've got siblings that are in a situation where they, it seems like they're both kind of doing the you know the same thing one may be one may get an outcome that's favorable and one may get an outcome that's not favorable and for kids often they say what it's not fair that's not fair right you're saying from their standpoint right which we see in this story Cain's upset Mm-hmm. I mean, he sees the way God treats them, and he you can imagine him going to Eve and going, Eve, God's not being fair. Yeah. Right? I right. mean, that's that's totally something that we see with our kids. When when we as adults can look at this and go, well, it's not, it was fair. If Abel had, if Cain had done right before the Lord, he would have been treated the same way. But in Cain's eyes, they were not treated the same. Right. And, uh, you know, that that is a good point. I mean, a lot of times our kids are being treated fairly, but it doesn't feel like it's fair in their mindset because one or the other of them's, you know, acting a little bit different or whatever the situation right. is. Right. Right. So, yeah, we, we can't always treat our children the same because there's not always the same heart attitude with something or it's not really something's not really quote fair here right and there needs to be some distinction on on how they're being disciplined or rewarded or whatever right so so we see yeah they're not treated the same and there's a reason for that and it seems like Cain's heart or what he actually brought was not in the right place right so um so the next thing is that the Lord talks to him and Cain doesn't seem to engage the Lord. How many times as adults with adults with a relationship with the Lord, does the Lord, we know the Lord is trying to engage with us Mm. and we choose to stiff arm that, or we choose to whatever that is. Like this wasn't a, this wasn't an, I'm angry. The Lord is angry with, with, Cain's sacrifice and so the Lord goes marching on you know he's like your sacrifice isn't good enough and he marches off he he's trying to engage with Cain mm. and and discuss with him and Cain seems to just choose not to mm, discipline you know? right and so maybe there could have been a better uh, a deeper discussion and a better understanding on Cain's part and then that's where it would have stopped if he would have done the right thing and received a discipline yeah this is a thing about this story though with Cain is from almost straight away when the Lord talks to him, as the story plays out, you see Cain's shift from looking at himself to looking at those around him. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a major teaching point. We need to be teaching our children is your response is your your responsibility. responsibility. Yep. And, uh, even if I'm overtly being unfair as a parent, which I should not be doing, but even if I am doing that, that doesn't make it okay right, for you to lash out in anger towards the sibling, words or otherwise. Right. Uh, and Cain, you see Cain shift. And, and again, my this is just my reading of that text. I'm betting that this has been an ongoing conversation between God and Cain and rather than Cain changing his heart, he wants to be the victim. Yep. Um, and this is something we, this is one of those, we talk about driving foolishness from our children. We just did an episode about that a, a couple of weeks ago. But 
Um, this is one of those foolishnesses that's in our kids that we need to drive out. Our kids want to be the victim. They do. Um, you know, so-and-so's picking on me. So-and-so's in my room. So-and-so's playing with my toys. You know, so, th- all that stuff. The crazy thing, uh, so for our kids, what we see happen a lot between two, well, particularly with one of them, is that one will come to me and be like, Jackson hit me in the back or whatever you know and i come downstairs and i'll be like jackson what's going on uh we were both hitting each other <laughs> wrestling or whatever. yeah or you know whatever like like snapped me with the towel in the back you know yeah we were both snapping each other with the towel well but he but this one child got hurt more than he was planning on or whatever <laughs> and so he's gonna blame his brother none of it's his fault right. none of it's my fault right right another example if you have multiple kids that i'm sure you run into all the time is hey kids it's time to clean up hmm. and what is what do your kids say I almost did. simultaneously i didn't make, I that, didn't mess. make that mess well why do they do that it's because if you're a victim then you don't have responsibility mm-hmm. for the situation right so if it's impossible for me to get a job and I just I try really hard and I just can't get a job and I can't keep a job and I keep losing my job and so I don't have any money. So uh, everyone hates me and I just need someone else to provide for me because it's not my fault, right? Because if it's not your fault, you don't have responsibility for the consequences of that. Our kids learn that from a, from a young age that, hey, if this isn't my fault, it's not my responsibility. And we need to drive that from them. Right. Um, that it is... It is your responsibility. Like even yeah. if you don't make the mess, you're part of this family and so this home is all of our joint responsibility. Now, if there's someone that's not holding up their end of the deal, I will deal with that person directly. Um and when we do that as a parent, it gives security to that child that feels like they're slighted. It's interesting in this story, you don't hear Abel complaining. Even though Abel is killing the best of his flock to offer to the Lord. And, I mean, from the way this is written, probably they're doing this on a somewhat regular basis. Because, mm-hmm. again, God's addressing Cain's lack Seeming of Seeming like it's happened before, yep. So or... Abel's been killing the best of his flock over and over and over again to sacrifice to the Lord. It would have been very easy for Abel to go, he's not doing that. Right. Like, how come you don't get... But instead, Abel appears to have trusted the Lord to deal with Cain and Abel just worried about dealing with Abel. Um, and that's, man, that's a something we need to rein our kids in on is uh, we tell our kids all the time, kids, you have plenty to worry about with yourself. You don't need to be worried about your sibling the, or their discipline or whatever. whatever. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So, so yeah, Cain was not engaging with the Lord when the Lord was trying to deal with him right there. Right. right? So oftentimes in our, in our own sin patterns, if we would just engage the Lord at the beginning, how much more would that say? How, you know, how much angst or problems or whatever would that, would that save us? And talking to our kids about that too. Like, look where this led. If he had chosen to, to really allow the Lord to work in his heart at that point, it would have saved him so much down the road. Right. So then, and then, yeah, that Cain blaming his brother is a big, a big thing right. that 
you just talked about. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, in the, in the Bible, and of course I should have gotten the reference, but I didn't. It talks about be angry, but sin not. And James. Yeah. So anger is not sinful in and of itself. Anger oftentimes really can be helpful in pointing us to, hey, I'm angry. There's an issue here. I should use, I should figure out what that issue is and fix the problem, right? So be angry, but sin not. So had Cain been angry at his situation or at Abel and chosen to chosen to realize uh, or chosen to, to talk to God, hey, I'm angry and he and God could work that out or I'm angry because um, I'm bringing a sacrifice too, but why was Abel's better than mine? And then God would have said, well, Cain, you know, it's something you have to bring the best. You have to bring the first fruits, the best fruits and sacrifice and your heart's in the wrong place, you know, and, and all that sort of thing. Then dealing with it, then he would have dealt with his anger and there wouldn't have been sin in in that. But instead, he chose to take his anger and probably continue to really let it fester. fester and grow a root of bitterness. And he just thought about it over and over and really let it boil over to, of course, he sinned when he killed Abel. And, and who knows right. how long that was that led to that. But he was he sinned in his anger. Right. He chose to not. Uh, use it to fix the problem, but instil- instead chose it to make chose to make the problem worse. Right. By the way, just a programming note: I lied. It oh, is not, not in James. James. It is Ephesians four twenty six. Oh, it's great. Yeah, thank you for looking that up. You are welcome. So you know, having discussions with our kids about anger and and a lot of times our kids can get really angry about things and teaching them that that's not wrong. It's okay to be angry. I think, I think, at least for me as a parent, it can be, especially with five kids who have their all their own emotions, it can be really hard to, what? You have five kids? <laughs> it can be really hard to manage their emotions, and I can get really tired of them sometimes. And so, you know, maybe I have a whole day of lots of big emotions, and at some point I kind of want to just be like, whatever, get over it, you know? But... But we're supposed to be discipling our children. And so when one of them is angry and talking to them about, okay, so you're, you're angry. Tell me why you're angry and, and let's dig that out. You know, let's really talk about that and Mm. try to find out how, how can we make this anger something that we're resolving, um, whether that's with somebody else or in your heart and really giving that anger, anger over to the Lord, like let's pray to the Lord. Hey God, I'm angry and I don't want to hold on to this. If it's an unforgiveness issue, will you take that and not allow Satan to take root uh, or not allow my anger to take root into bitterness and, and give up ground to Satan? Mm. Um, so helping our kids to manage that and to learn from a young age that anger itself is not bad, but it, when we let that go, oftentimes we can be sinful in our anger. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we sure. see that, of course, with Cain. Right. And that he was he was angry. So it's a great lesson for kids um, for them to know anger's okay, but we have to be careful with that. Right. And, and we should keep short accounts, and that includes with our anger. Like, 
we should that should be a short time period of time okay the other thing is talking to our kids okay so in this story did cain solve his problem by killing abel no no he of course made more problems for himself when we lash out at our siblings or blame our siblings for our problems or whatever are we solving our problems at all no i think that was like a revelation it's like it seems so small but it was like a revelation for me hey Riker or lincoln or whatever hitting your brother did that just solve your problem no it made a a more a, a new problem let's instead find find ways to solve our problems rather right. than lashing out at each other yeah and and again and this is the case oftentimes in those situations with our kids too and i would imagine with your kids who are listening to this as well that the the real problem kane had was that it was a him problem right so at the end of the day and you know i guess kind of the irony of this is with that last part you read about kane in some ways him killing abel did solve his problem but in a horrible way because cain's problem was a pride problem yeah right god was asking him to humble himself and present and i don't know exactly what it was because the bible doesn't tell us but some different worthy sacrifice other than what he presented to the lord Mm -hmm. and cain said no i'm gonna do it my way that's a pride thing Mm -hmm. at the end of the day God's punishment to him drives him to humility, but at what cost? Right. Right. A cost that is a horrible cost. to pay. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, kind of my next point. Um, so, no, 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 you're fine. So, I've talked about this with my kids. There are times where we do the wrong thing, right? And we don't always know the punishment for that wrong thing before we do it. And sometimes sometimes the punishment is more than we feel like we can bear. Mm. I remember a couple times with one of our kids where that child chose to do something that was wrong. And the consequence was maybe not what that child was thinking was going to be the consequence. (laughs) And when they heard what the consequence was, it was completely crushed, soul crushing to them, to that kid because that wasn't expected and yep. it, and it felt like more than that child could bear. Mm. And how many times in life, hopefully none, but there are times where the consequence of our sin, either a natural consequence or one that we that's from the Lord or whatever is more than we can bear right. or want to bear. And so really discussing that with our kids too is important when those times come up that the consequences like seems overwhelming to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't always know the consequence of our sin. Right. And that's why that's one of the reasons that we should be careful to not do the wrong thing because your, your discipline or your consequence or whatever, maybe more than you thought you were going to bargain for. You were right. bargaining for. Right. Um, the other, and then the last point, last really great takeaway from this, this story in the Bible is sin always causes death. Mm. And in this story, it is literal death. Abel died, but every sin always causes death and not, not the death of a person, but death of trust or relationship or, uh, I mean, anything. Sin always causes some sort of death. 
because that's the way it was designed to be from the beginning. Sin into the world, the world and death through sin. And of course, sin ultimately causes death. We were, we were created originally to not ever experience death, but because of sin, we do. Um, and there's always a con, there's always a price to pay and always some sort of death because of sin. Right. Do you want this? Yeah. I was going to look up a verse to read in that regard. Sure. So I think, you know, talking, of course, again, talking with our kids about that sin isn't something that, uh, that, you know, doesn't affect other people or only affects you or whatever. There's, there's an effect always on the death of something. And, and oftentimes that's affects other people, you know, that truth is revealed to us in James, the book of James in the Bible, James one, uh, starting in verse 13, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. That desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Yep. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, yeah, just a few takeaways from the story of Cain and Abel in the Bible and some things that we as adults and as parents can be thinking about and, right. and helping our kids to learn about with their heart postures toward the, towards the Lord and consequence of wrong behaviors and of anger and all that sort of thing. Right. So one of the, and we talked about this at the very beginning of the episode, one of the things that we try and do here on family Friday is give practical ways that we can live out God's design for us as parents. And one thing we've talked about in a lot of episodes is uh, having some family Bible time. Um, and so, uh, this is, this is a good, I'm laughing because of what that looks like in our house. Yes. This, this is a good opportunity for you as a family. If that's not a flow of yours or maybe it is, but you're kind of looking for, you know, something new to share. Uh, this is a good opportunity to maybe just steal this. You don't even have to give us credit and, uh, flip your Bibles open to Genesis four and go through this story with your kids, um, and get their take on it and step them through some of these you know, thoughtful moments from the story of Cain and Abel. And it's one of those, you know, we'll draw your your young boys in because there's murder and intrigue and Cain tries to hide it. Um, but also I think uh, it can draw in our daughters too because there's this um, sweetness that the Lord has for Abel um, that really reflects how the Lord feels about life generally, like the life that he has given us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, look, if this is not something that's typically your flow, because you, you kind of go, man, I don't really know what to say. It kind of feels awkward. Just st- steal this and use it as a Devo with your kids and talk through these things and uh, and use that as a springboard into getting into the Bible with your family. Yeah. And if you just an encouragement for family Devo time, if you've got kids of multiple of a range of ages and you're like, how can we do family devotions like it's going to look like a madhouse. Yeah, that's it okay. It does, right. So our family devotions, we typically do at dinner time. And we've got, so definitely Jackson and Ryan, who are 12 and 7, we require them to like sit and engage. And for them, it's easy because they they get it. Like they sit and engage. Riker, he's just turned 5. 
the desire Depends on the day it, right the <laughs> desire is that he sits and engages but i also the way we see it is like i'm not gonna sit here and force you to no. sit down and listen to this no if so unless you're of an age where you're completely able to do that right um so like lincoln he's always off whatever and and Riker is sometimes there sometimes not and for us that's okay I mean it it can be loud because some of the other kids like Lincoln and Riker may be being loud and doing their thing and maybe they're jumping in and out of it and that's all right Right. we just trust that they'll hear what they need to hear and you know they've got lord willing years to be involved in family devotions with us so if you think, uh, I can't get my whole family to sit down and listen to this. Fine. Fine. Right. Whatever. Right. Right. It's good. So hopefully that's, good, that's encouraging Freedom for there. you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Awesome, babe. Thanks so much for putting that together. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Nope. All right. Guys, have a good weekend. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, would love to have you share this with someone you think it would be meaningful to. If you have thoughts or comments, uh, feel free to put those in the comments below if you're on YouTube. Otherwise... Uh, leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever platform you're, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to this on, or pop over to our Facebook page and leave us a comment there. But we would love to hear from you. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Have a great weekend. And remember, God is for your family. Hey. <laughs>